last Sunday too much. We're a little bit passive today. Who here was here last Sunday? Awesome. Okay. So uh, last Sunday, you would have seen that I was walking on some of the seats. Does anyone remember that? Good. Uh, we're not going to see that today. I wanted to just give you a heads up. Uh, I actually did have minor surgery this week uh, on my leg. And so I, I'm a little bit ginger up here, probably feeling a little bit ginger than I thought I would. Uh, so I want you to pray for me, if you can, as I bring this word. Uh, feeling a little bit sore, but I, it's all good. Minor surgery, nothing to be concerned about. But I just want to let you know, you won't see me being as overly energetic as I usually am. Is that okay? No? Someone said no? Okay. Well, who said that? You can come and preach. Who said that? <laughs> Pam. <laughs> you can come and preach for me. Awesome. So let's pray. Uh, Father, I thank you, Lord, for the word today. I thank you, Lord, for every person in this place, Lord, to receive your teaching. And we thank you, Lord, that let it be encouraging. Let your word be like a two-edged sword, Father, Lord, to cut away things that hold us back and to build us up in areas, Lord, that will strengthen us. We thank you, Lord, for your anointing upon the word. And everyone said? Amen. 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 All right. So someone talk to me about how you're feeling today. Who here is feeling tired? Who here is feeling alive? Who's feeling excited? Who's feeling expectant? Turn to the person next to you and say, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Excellent. If we can go to our first slide, we're going to do part two of transformation time. We're going to go quite quickly through the slides today, team. So, so get ready. We're going to work very closely together. Last week, we introduced our transformation time. We talked about the importance of renewing the mind. And we started with this scripture from Romans 12, 2. Um, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so we started this uh, series last Sunday talking about how critical uh, what goes through our headspace is in relation to how we experience the walk of God. Uh, I was challenging uh, us to think about that a lot of times Christians can make the fatal mistake and I'm talking about spiritually fatal in terms of not really coming into the fullness of, of their spiritual walk, in that thinking that Christianity should be measured on goosebumps, feelings, uh, how anointed the worship uh, feels. But really, uh, your Christianity should be measured by actually what happens in your thinking time and what you think about, what you talk to yourself about, because your transformational experience, you coming into the fullness of God, is not based on how the anointed, how anointed the worship will be. It's not going to be based on how amazing a sermon is. It's actually going to be based on how well your mind and your spirit come into agreement based on the Word of God. That's actually going to be the key to your life transforming. Does everyone agree with that? And today I, wanna, I want us to intentionally agree. I want you to shout out at me, yes. So I want you to say, yes, that's right, brother, Pastor Brad. Yes, I agree with you, Pastor Brad, because renewing the mind is all about agreement. We talked about the principle of coming into agreement. Um, I think a lot of times we can be passive in that we know our spirit agrees with the Word of God, but we don't feel a certain way. We may not feel like we're in victory. We, no, we no, may not feel like we want to jump up and down for the Lord in a sense of celebration. But it's about being deliberately uh, focused on agreeing with the Word of God. And I think sometimes we have to be aggressive with that. Can I get everyone to say amen to that? Amen. And so when we look at Romans 12 too, I want to challenge us to think about what goes on in your headspace is probably the number one reason why you will or won't walk in victory, while you will or you won't experience this thing called transformation. Uh, how well your mind agrees with your spirit is the key to transformation and how consistently we do that. We learned last week that you're, you're, when you become born again, your heart becomes new, your spirit becomes new, you're a brand new creation in Christ, but your brain, your mind does not become New, become new. You have to renew your mind. And so this is why in Scripture here it says, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Let's have a look at this next slide. I want to do a quick summary here. We had a bit of a reality check. Let's all read this. One, two, three. Good. Reality check. Okay, let's have a look at the next slide. Thank you, team. But then we looked at Proverbs 23, 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. And so we know that uh, how we think, what we think about will determine our identity. Let's have a look at this next slide. I'm going to go through quite quickly. Uh, We also looked at uh, these four key things. So we talked about that renewing the mind and being transformed by the renewing of the mind is you need to know what the truth is. We need to know what the Bible says about certain things that we're to believe that will set us free. But we also have to recognize the lies that have to be displaced, the things that we actually are in agreement with that we shouldn't be in agreement with, whether that's about your body identity, whether that's about how you think about yourself, how you think about others. Uh, It could be all different categories, how you relate to your finances. Uh, What you think about And what you think about consistently will create a belief. And you're going to have some beliefs that are wrong. They're going to be some beliefs that we call limited. And so we have to identify those and see them as strongholds. We've got to then tear them down, uh, rip them out, and replace them with God's Word. And this, if we think about a garden, is like consistently gardening. If you think about just letting your garden go, the weeds come in. The plants uh, can start to, uh, if we don't fertilize it properly, if we don't have an, an active strategy around how to tend to, to a, a, a practical garden, it can impact the, the health of the garden. The weeds can have an unruly uh, sense of taking over. The same is with our mind. Our mind uh, is, is really like a garden. And if we think about in the book of Genesis, the whole beginning of this story in related to God is Adam and Eve were given a garden and yet they allowed things to take place in the garden. They really didn't take dominion over it. They allowed uh, the serpent to come in to start to, to lie to them, to question the authority of God, to say that, well, you know, uh, you know, can you really trust God? Can you really believe God? I mean, if God says not to, to take the apple from this tree, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, do you have to really believe that? Do you have to trust that? What really is going to happen to you? And so right there at the beginning of the story in Genesis, uh, there was a lack of responsibility in tendering the garden or looking after the garden, determining what can come in, what couldn't come in, what are we going to listen to, what are we going to believe, what are we going to protect, what are we not going to protect. And so I want you to think about that your mind is like a garden and to, for you to experience transformation uh, through the renewing of the mind, you have to be clear on what you should be attending to. What are weeds? What are the weeds in your thought life? What are the things that you believe that are wrong that will actually hinder growth uh, of the Word of God in your life, will hinder your spiritual growth if you continue to believe them? And so there's this sense of responsibility that we have to take on, which is exciting because there's actually a benefit that comes from this, that your life will change, that, that circumstances and, and things about you and your identity will change if you take on the responsibility to renew your mind. But we know like a garden, tendering to a garden, it's hard work. You have to get dirty. You have to kind of bend down. You have to get uncomfortable. You have to prepare things. You have to pull things out. You have to plant things in. You have to water it. You have to fertilize it. You have to take care of it. You have to have some habit and discipline around it, about having a routine around how often you're going to water it, what you're going to deposit into it, when you're going to pull the weeds out, how long you're going to allow the weeds to to fester for, looking at the, the sense of atmosphere around the garden. What's the conditions? How much sunlight is coming in? How often has it been raining? And there's a sense of responsibility. And this is my challenge to you. I think a lot of times as Christians, we're lazy when it comes to gardening our mind. I think we are. I think a lot of times we would prefer that we we, we have a wrong belief that our garden will flourish if we just buy the latest, you know, worship album and listen to it, it repeatedly for three months. You know, and our car. That, that's all I really need to do. 
or I just, I just need to listen to the latest you know, sermon, you know, one off and, and get a little bit of a, a high on the Word of God. No, there's a sense of responsibility around renewing your mind. And so we're going to do something quite practical today. But let's have a look at this next slide. We looked at this particular scripture that talks about the warfare, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, 6, one of my favorite scriptures. For the weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. His word for the pulling down and destruction of strongholds, the destruction of strongholds. So uh, who here has ever bought weed killer? Yeah? What's a, what's a popular brand of weed killer these days? Roundup. Okay. Right? Roundup. Right? Why do we use weed killer? Someone shout at me. To kill weeds. That's pretty straightforward, right? But why do we use weed killer to kill weeds? Why don't we just pull them out? It's easier. Yeah, good, because they're going to grow back, right? So we want more of a, we want, let's give uh, Dan a round of applause. Because if we don't use weed killer, they grow back. And so what we need to understand is, is that it says here, for the pulling down and destruction of strongholds. And so that's why we have to have an aggressive sense uh, around uh, tendering to our garden, that there are strategies that God wants to give us, not just to pull out the weeds, not just to remove the weeds, but to destroy the weeds. Is there anyone here who's slightly excited? Oh, come on. Who here is excited? Because I'm up here with stitches on my leg. I had surgery on Thursday. Uh, you got no excuse. You should be excited about the Word of God. Who here is excited? Come on, house of God. Let's wake up this morning. Come on. Let's get excited about the Word of God. Amen. For the pulling down and destruction of strongholds and refuting every argument, theory, reasoning, and every proud and lofty thought that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, being in readiness to punish every disobedience when your own submission and obedience are fully secured and complete. This right here is just saying, absolutely get in there, weed your garden, use weed killer, sort it out, plant really good plants, have a healthy garden, but keep focusing on it and make sure you fight to protect the health of your garden. And if you do that, you will be a person of victory. That's what it's saying. Let's have a look at this next slide. And so last Sunday, we started a little bit of an activation and I got quite vocal and, and we got you all up and we talked about this power thought. Everyone say power thought. I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ. Now, I want to say this to you. I want to say this to you. Who here likes physically working out? No surprise. Put up your hand. Let's reverse the question. Who doesn't like working out? Okay, some of you aren't even committing to an answer. Come on, I want you to commit. Who here does not enjoy... You might do it, because you know it's good. Who here does not really enjoy physically working out? Okay. Majority of you. Okay. Let me say this to you. This stuff we're talking about is spiritually working out. Renewing the mind is a spiritual workout. Okay? And I would dare say, I could be wrong, but I would dare say majority of you in the room are not going to enjoy spiritually working out consistently. You're not going to enjoy it. Some of you will. I actually enjoy this stuff, right? Why do I enjoy it? Because I know how amazing the benefits are. Do I always enjoy it? No. But I do enjoy it sometimes, okay? But let me say this to you. This message isn't God has an amazing destiny for you. Come on down. Get hit with the anointing and feel the power of God. That's not this message. This message is you have to spiritually work out if you want to be spiritually fit. That's what this whole message is about. Who here wants to spiritually work out? Cool. Let me re-ask the question. Who here wants to be transformed? Okay. So um, a big part of our church is to win people to God, to plant them in the house of God, and to grow them, to make disciples. So we're going to do some stuff today. But 
Last Sunday, we got you to look at this power thought. I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ. So this is, if you're transformed, this is an example of what we call a supporter belief. This is an agreement with the Word of God, right? And so you want to think this and believe this. How are you going to believe it? Ashley, how are you going to believe I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ? I'll put you on the spot. That's okay. How are you going to believe that? Good. Keep feeding yourself, but also you've got to keep telling yourself and keep telling yourself and keep telling yourself and keep telling yourself. You've got to keep speaking this out. You've got to keep finding scripture that backs this up, and you've got to keep feeding your spot on. Keep feeding your mind the very word and scripture that would back this up. So let's have a look at the next slide. We looked at another scripture in Philippians, but we're going to look at this other scripture here because I want to do something slightly different today, but this is the same power thought, right? So I have everything I need to have victory in Christ. That's pretty much the thought. In Romans 8, 37, Yet amid all these things, we are more than conquerors and gain a surpassing victory through Him who loved us. So for example, for Ashley, if we can go back to the previous slide, can we go back to that previous slide, that power thought? Awesome. So for Ash to get, I can do whatever I need to do in life through Christ, how can she create that as a thought, a belief that's going to support her faith? She could find a particular scripture. Let's go to that scripture. We'll go to the next slide. And say, okay, this here says, yet amid what's going on in my life, whatever the situation is, whatever the circumstances are, I am more than a conqueror, and I gain a surpassing victory through God, who loves me. So basically, you can take it and just put it slightly in your words, right? Paraphrase it, right? Because you're in 2018. And you can say, despite what's going on around me, I am more than a conqueror. And I, I gain surpassing victory in Jesus because he loves me. Despite what's going on, I am more than a conqueror. And I gain surpassing victory in God because He loves me. Now imagine if you said that repeatedly 20 times in your head and you kept speaking it out. What would, what would Ashley be doing? She would be renewing her mind. She would be deliberately displacing any thought that may tell her that what's going on right now is going to limit her, hold her back. She can't break through. And so she's deliberately coming against that limiting belief with Scripture to displace it, to renew her mind, to be able to lock it in, and that's tendering to her spiritual garden. Is everyone catching me here? But who knows it takes work? Who knows you'd rather watch TV, eat pizza, maybe? Right? Who knows you'd rather surf Facebook to get a sense of approval because you're feeling down rather than actually doing this? But this is what it takes. Let's have a look at this next scripture, or this next slide, sorry. So we're going to do a bit of transformation time. Guess what? You have to do some work today. Today is not just sitting there being entertained by Pastor Brad's really energetic sermon. Because I've got stitches on my leg, so you're going to do more of the work today. Is that cool? Even if you said it's not cool, I don't care. It's what we're doing. (laughs) All right? So uh, we did something similar last week, but we're going to do it a little bit differently this week. Okay? So this is relation, this here, these four things are in relation to this power thought that I, 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 can, I have everything I need in life in God to be able to have victory, to be able to, to manage life. That's my power thought, right? And so we looked at this scripture just before about the fact that we are more than conquerors and we have an ability uh, to, to be in victory in God, right? But what we're going to do is we're going to break up to pairs. Everyone say pairs. And you're going to look at these four things. I'm going to get you to have a robust, what does the word robust mean? A healthy, upfront, straightforward discussion with someone in the auditorium. And you're going to look at these four things. Number one, how can you push through to overcome a particular obstacle in your life? Right? Because when we look at renewing your mind, there's going to be something in your life, maybe a category in your life, an area of your life where you think you're not an overcomer. Maybe you think you're struggling. Maybe you think that you don't have victory. Maybe you think that... uh, you know, you're never going to break through, whatever it is. Uh, how can you push through and overcome a particular obstacle in your life? I want you to talk about that. We're going to spend about, you know, three minutes having a chat with someone in the auditorium. Number two, what excuse do you use most? 
Will you determine today that you will stop making excuses and start believing God gives you strength to do what you need to do? Your answer to that needs to be yes. But it's about being uh, upfront with someone in the auditorium and say, hey, you know what? I think I really need to push through on this. A lot of times we have excuses that run through our headspace. I can't, I won't, it's not going to happen. I'm to this, I'm to that, I'm not this, I'm not that. And the Word of God would, would challenge that and say, well, actually, the power thought is, is that you have everything in God for what you need to be able to break through. That's what the reality of what the Word of God says. Number three, what have you been wanting or needing to do that you haven't done yet because even the thought of it overwhelmed you? Number four, in what specific situation do you need to believe you are more than a conqueror? So AV team, I want you to get ready, not right now, but in about 30 seconds, we're going to have some background music, not too loud so people can actually talk, but some kind of background music uh, where people are going to uh, you know, have something in the background there, but they're going to be talking uh, with someone in the auditorium. And what you're going to do is you're really going to think about where in my life do I know that Scripture says I am more than a conqueror, I am someone who's going to overcome, but I need to grow in this area. I need to deliberately focus in it, and this, in this season, I need to attack it. I need to renew my mind for me to transform. You could be a university student thinking that you're really not good at studying and you keep battling through. Maybe you need to attack that uh, thought in your mind that's holding you back. Maybe you're to keep, you keep telling yourself that you're really, really disorganized and you'll never get your act together. Right, the Word of God says something very different about you. The Word of God says that you're a person of dominion. You're the head and not the tail. Come on. And that you're called to take dominion. And so taking the Word of God, and I want you to have an open up front discussion with someone in the auditorium. Now, this is the key. Everyone here in this, in this, in this pairing off, you're going to find someone. I want you to find someone who's not sitting next to you. I want you to find someone who's also not even in your row, okay? Because... I think a lot of times in the body of Christ, we don't get uncomfortable enough, all right? Everyone breathe in. Everyone breathe out. This is the other thing too. This is the other thing. The other thing here is this, is that the people who are in the pairs when you're discussing, you're both being students, you're learning from each other. Don't turn into, into the mentor and say, I think you need to do this, I think you need to do that, okay? Everyone say, I am a student. Okay, let's go back to the previous. Let's go back to the power thought. Uh, can we go back to the power thought? Okay, everyone, stand up for me. Repeat after me. I can, I can. Do, whatever. do whatever I need to do, need to do. In, life. in life through Christ. Through One more time. I can, I can. do whatever I need to do in life through Christ. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Av, can we have some background music? We can pump that a little bit more. You're going to get out of your row. You're not going to find your flatmate. You're not going to find someone you know really well. Find someone, have a three-minute chat about how you can action this. And then let's go to that other slide, Shanata, with the four points. They're the discussion points, the four hashtags. Thank you. And we're going to lock the auditorium doors. <laughs> Lock those auditorium doors. I don't want a mass exodus, please. Thomas, lock those auditorium doors. Unless someone needs to go to the bathroom, we're going to commit to this. Pump that music a little bit. Let's just fill that space.
Okay, just one minute to finish up your conversation. Round it off, 60 seconds. All right, we're going to get you to close that conversation down now. High five that person, thank them for the chat, and then find a seat. What we're going to do is we're going to hear from just two people. We'll bring down that background music now. Thanks, team. So find a seat. I just want to hear from two people what they got out of that discussion. So if you can find your seat as quickly as you can, let's focus in uh, Matt and Leroy. Just what were your main takeaways? What did you get out of that? What, what resonated with you? Who wants to go first? <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, bro. Um, basically, um, <laughs> I think we all have excuses. Uh, I think one I use commonly is I don't feel like it. And I think knowing what I ought to do and don't do it, the Bible said, is sin. And I've, that's really convicted me lately. So I feel like what I need to do to push through or to meditate on God's word you know, I need to do it because he's called me to be an ambassador and an imitator of God. So I really feel and believe that, you know, if I want to push through, if I want to overcome, not to fight so much for victory, but out of a place of victory through Jesus. So, yeah, amen. So what we're going to do is, that was a nice clap, but I want to, there's a little thing that I like to do. We're going to count down three, two, one, and we're just going to give Matt one united clap. Ready? Let's show him some love. Three, two, one. Awesome. All right, Leroy. Okay, uh, question one. How can you push through and overcome a particular obstacle in your life? So um, it was very simple for me. It's just don't overthink it and just do it. So sometimes we get caught up in just thinking about it and thinking about it and overthinking and overthinking and it, it just stops us from acting. So, yeah, action, action comes after thought. So, yeah. Show them some love. Three, two, one. Excellent. All right, let's have a look at this next slide. So with, obviously, transformation time, what we're doing here is we're getting you to uh, talk. We wanted you to interact with someone there because uh, this is the important thing around renewing your mind, that you really have to do it in community. Uh, there has to be accountability around it. It has to require sometimes a conversation as well, not just you and God, but with other believers. But we look at this focus slide here. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you will know the truth and it will set you free. And so really what, what this scripture is encouraging us to do is to expose the lies that we are basing our behavior upon. And uh, it seems like an extreme statement, but uh, part of renewing your mind and part of that transformation is really to deliberately highlight what are the lies that are going on in, in your world. Uh, usually there are choices that we're making because there's a certain belief that we have about that choice. If they're poor choices, there's a certain lie that we believe that's causing us to continue to make that choice. And so this is what uh, Jesus is asking us to do is to understand that if we know that the truth will set us free, it's one thing to say that and believe that, but to be active in that, it's about identifying what are the lies that actually are trying to come against the truth. And so if we're feeling afraid, we need to ask ourselves, what are we thinking? If we are sad, we need to ask ourselves, what's in our mind that caused it or causes it? What's going on in our thoughts? What's going in our thinking? What's going on in our habitual thinking that actually is causing a fear? It's causing a sense of insecurity. It's causing sadness. 
It's about capturing those thoughts, not thinking that our feelings just come from nowhere. Our feelings are a byproduct of something else. And there's been times I've preached this message before, but this is something we have to keep revisiting, church, uh, because it's, it's our headspace. Even right now, in terms of relationship, right? How you relate to your brothers and your sisters, how you relate to your leaders, how you relate to people you work with, even if it's in a team here in church or in the marketplace. There's going to be some times when you have thoughts that will directly be in opposition to unity. You'll think a certain thing, uh, believe a certain thing, and the Lord would say, well, what are you doing about those thoughts that would hinder unity, for example, right? Do you just allow them to run through your headspace and justify them, or do you capture them and think, well, what does the Word of God actually say? So again, it's about being a disciple of Christ is understanding we can't just be led by how we feel. We can't just be led by our feelings. Now, there's going to be times when we feel a certain way or we have an off day, but how long we allow that to uh, continue just to run and our garden becomes untamed and things start to grow wildly, that's really what we call an undisciplined life. And God's saying that you won't experience that level of transformation of victory. So uh, we need to change our thoughts about the situation by looking at the Word. And obviously we know we need to read the Word, listen to the Word, study the Word, meditate, memorize it. Uh, you know, in kids' church, we teach kids how to memorize Scripture, but a big part of renewing your mind is memorizing Scripture. And I think it's a discipline that's not very popular these days because we have a, a, a global internet where you can quickly uh, look up something. But can I tell you, it's important to get a hold of Scripture. You've got to be able to implant, reprogram your brain. How do you reprogram your brain? You've got to learn Scripture. You've got to actually think on Scripture, memorize Scripture, memorize verses, because that's the truth, so you can use that to displace. I think, again, sometimes, when was the last time you deliberately focused on memorizing Scripture about a particular category of your life to bring down strongholds so you could renew your mind, so you could have a greater sense of victory in that area? I want you to rhetorically think, when was the last time you booked some time in your calendar to memorize Scripture? Keep that to yourself. Right? I think even sometimes we think we're very studious if we just look up something. We look up a sermon or whatever. No, this is not our brain. This is our brain. We need to renew our mind. We have to get the Word of God into our head. Uh, it's great that you, you might have a Bible app or something like that. Hey, I think that's awesome. That's really proactive. But I know for me, the biggest key to me transforming uh, things in my life through God was actually remembering Scripture, studying the Scripture, getting it in my brain, getting it out of my mouth, speaking it out. Let's have a look at this next slide. So this is the, the, the next one I want to uh, finish with today. Um, and it's another powerful, I am disciplined and self-controlled. Uh, when we talk about self-control, what, what do we mean by that? Anyone here know what we mean by self-controlled? It's part of the fruit of the Spirit, right? What does being self-controlled mean? Yep, having confidence, but having the ability to what? To control yourself, right? Uh, I am disciplined self-controlled. So this one here, I used as a power thought when I was coming up against my belief that I was totally disorganized, right? I couldn't manage anything to save my life. That's what I, that's what I believe. So I used this power thought to displace that thought, to start to believe that I am someone who is disciplined. I am someone who is self-controlled. I am someone who can be organized. I am someone who can say no to something in the short term to say yes to something in the long term. I am that person. So let's have a look at this next slide. Hebrews 12, 11. For the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. But afterwards, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. This is a great scripture to keep telling yourself in the moment when you know you need to be disciplined or self-controlled, but you don't want to buy it. You can say, for the time being, no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. But afterwards, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who've been trained by it. As I get trained by this choice of discipline, man, I'm going to see such fruit. It's not fun, right? now. In fact, it seems even painful right now that I'm going to be disciplined, but you know what? It's going to be good. It's going to be fruitful. 
And so have you, if you ever thought, what do I do? Who knows, it's, it, you can get really up and high when you're listening to a sermon here at Forever House. Woohoo! Who knows, it's a lot harder to follow the Word of God in that moment at home when you have to be disciplined. Come on now, who knows that? Right? Who knows that the daily choices and daily habits is what adds up for why things actually manifest positively in our life or negatively? Right? So who thinks this is the bigger key? How powerful my sermon is on a Sunday? Or you making the right choices midweek at home? What's more powerful? Come on, church. Speak back to me. Making the choices, right? Mid, right. How are you going to do that if you know that you're someone who struggles to do that? Why do you, well, you have to first determine why do you struggle to do that? You'll struggle to do that because, Viv? Because you lack discipline. Why do we lack discipline at times? Because watch this. We lack discipline because there'll be an inherent belief or thought that keeps convincing us that, well, what's the point? Because we've always lacked discipline. We're never really going to break through in this. It's an identity crisis. To the person next to you and go, aha. Okay, so let's have a look at this next slide. We're going to do another round, but you're going to find someone else in the room. AV, get ready. I told you you're going to have to do some homework today. I know I'm your favorite pastor today. Number one, do you enjoy seeing people who work hard receive rewards? <laughs> Number two, have you become a slave to anything or does anything have power over you? Number three, does your mind wander? And if so, are you ready to discipline it? Number four, have you made a decision that you will never give up until you experience complete victory? I talked last Sunday about there was someone down here who was in a war zone. They were responding to a word that was preached passionately about two months ago. And literally at the altar, they were saying, I just, I, I, I just don't know if I can do this. I, I can't do this, uh, but I want to do this. I can't do this. And there was this war going on that was coming out of their mouth, right? And so transformation time is about, if we can go back to the scripture before. Can we go to the slide just before? Have a look at the scripture again. Hebrews 12, 11, for the time being... No discipline brings joy. When you know that you shouldn't be surprised, when you want to be disciplined, you're not gonna you're gonna taste joy right there and then. It's not gonna be fun, right? For the time being, right now, no discipline brings joy, but seems grievous and painful. See, sometimes you may convince yourself, what's the point of being disciplined? What's the point of making this choice? I want to do the thing that I want to do. I want to do the thing that I keep on doing. But afterwards, it yields a peaceful fruit of righteousness of those who've been trained by it. So you need to get some type of a strategy in your headspace that will convince you of why you want to be disciplined. I know for me, this is what worked. This is what works. But it's hard work. All right, let's go back to the, the transformation time. We're going to have some background noise. You've got to find someone different. Everyone say different. Three minutes to have a discussion around that I am disciplined and self-controlled. Come on now, this is an opportunity. This is how we get serious about renewing our mind.
Okay, 90 seconds. All right, I'll get you to wrap up that conversation. And when you can, find a seat. As you're finding a seat, we're going to just hear from two people down the front here, Nikita and Chloe. What were their main takeaways? Nikita? Thank you. Um, My main takeaway is I let fear control my life a lot. So I'm going to just keep focusing on the Word of God and make sure that fear is not something that's going to take over my life. So, yes. Oh, thank you. I wasn't there for that before. <laughs> um, the other thing that I got as the takeaway from it was for the third one, does your mind wander and are you ready to discipline it? We both said we get very distracted easily and procrastinate about stuff. So um, I think the solution to that, I think, also is very timely with what you were saying, worship about focusing in and when you know there's something that God's calling you to do and not letting yourself get distracted. Excellent. Good to hear from different people, right? Some good takeaways there. And I think this is what uh, is good about uh, reflecting on this type of task and maybe even having, you know, someone that you connected with today being like a a buddy of yours and encouraging them to, as we go through this teaching series, um, I want to encourage you to to really attack it and think about, okay, uh, what we're doing here is coming up with what we call a power thought, it's a thought that I need to embrace, I need to think it, I need to believe it, um, because it's, it's activating the Word of God in my life. What are some scriptures that help me to lock in that thought? And what are some thoughts that are in disagreement to that power thought, so I can displace those things with the truth, because the truth will set you free. And it's being, it's being that specific. It's kind of like, it in a, in a way, if you were cooking a really good meal... If you want that meal to taste good and you want the outcome to be right, you have to be detailed around the recipe. What are the right ingredients? What are the things that you don't want? What are the things that you do want? And I want to encourage you today to be that specific when it comes to transforming your mind, right? And this is something we have to keep doing. But I want to say in this season, let's, let's attack it. Let's, let's commit to it as a church community because it is about uh, you, are what you, th- you are what you think, so as a man thinks, so he is. Uh, what's going on in your life? If you want to get greater victory, if you want to come into this place of transformation, the Bible clearly says how you manage your mind and what you think is critical. Awesome. Can I ask an instrumentalist just to come? I'm just going to tie this off with um, some prayer as we close. But is that making sense to everyone? Who's getting something out of this? Right? So that we, we can... Uh, you know, during the different weeks, we're gonna, I'm going to come up with some different power thoughts and we're going to engage you guys in different ways to mix it up. Um, but I want you to think about, as we come to a close, I want you to think about that analogy of the garden. And I want you to think about maybe some of the weeds uh, that have been allowed to grow in, in your thought life. Even I want you to ask Holy Spirit right now, maybe to highlight what's one of the weeds that are most urgent that He's asking you to really deal with, to pull out. Let's just close our eyes, bow our heads. Just come into a time of privacy between us and the Lord. Holy Spirit, as we're reflecting and we're thinking, we ask you, Lord, to 
shed some light on our life. Help us, God, to understand that it is our responsibility to garden our thoughts. I thank you, Jesus, that you're even highlighting to people right now as we give you permission to do so. What, what are some weeds? What are some thoughts that we've either allowed to, to grow for too long that may be stifling the growth of some good thoughts or some good habits? Holy Ghost, flow through this place. Shed some light on those things. Father, right now, highlight to us why the weed needs to be removed, whatever that weed is. Show us the truth. Show us what the true thing is to think, to believe, to meditate on. Lord, let your anointing in this house do a work. Let your presence in this place do a work right now, Father, where we're identifying that thought. And Father, right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, we're pulling it out. We're pulling it out. We're tearing down that stronghold. That lofty thought. That lie, that hindering belief. Lord, we're not only acknowledging it, we're not only identifying it, Lord, we're tearing it out. We're pulling it down. Because it's been exalting itself above the Word of God. And Lord, today we're making a stand and we're saying no longer are we going to allow that lofty thought to have more acknowledgement or more faith behind it than what the Word of God says. Father, help us, Lord, that this moment, Lord, is a moment that everyone should experience. Lord, what it feels like to know specifically to target a thought and to do something about it. Help us, Lord, to be better gardeners. Anoint us to be gardeners of our mind. I thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're making disciples. I thank you, Lord, that you're strengthening us as disciples. I thank you, Lord, that you're building the mind of Christ in your people. Lord, awaken people to the revelation that that's what you're wanting to do. Father, I pray that no one would leave here blind to what you're doing, that what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to strengthen our mind. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we give you permission to work with us, to partner with us, Lord, as we commit to renewing our mind in this season. We thank you, Lord, that we're going to be transformed, that we're going to rise up, we're going to be stronger for it, we're going to be more confident, we're going to be more decisive. And we're going to see good fruit comes from it. Lord, not just in our life circumstantially, but Lord, our relationships are going to be blessed from it. The atmosphere in our homes are going to be better. Lord, we're not called to drift. We're called to take dominion. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Just go ahead and thank God as we close today. Just thank Him in your heart. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. Let's pray.